We're going to learn about a Gemara Brachas Daf Zion uh, that begins as follows. Reuven, that's actually part of the Gemara, Reuven. Why was Reuven from Shevet Reuven? Bechor of Yaakov Avinu. The Reuven. Bechor Yaakov. <laughs> why was he called Reuven? It's funny, the Torah says why he was called Reuven. Because Leia Seki Rashem Ba'anyi. The Gemara gives another reason. All the Mephoshim want to know why is the Gemara Brachas telling me a reason why Leia called him Reuven if the Torah tells us why he called it, she called him Reuven. Okay, so Amr Allah, so Amr Leah Leah said as follows. Leah the, the mother said as follows. Ru, Ru, Ru Bain. Ru Bain is Ru Bain. Ru Bain Benil Ben Chami. Ru Bain, see the difference. Ru Bain, see the difference between my son and the son of my father-in-law. Who's the son of her father-in-law? That would be Asaf. Asaf. Would also be Yaakov. Yeah. See the difference between my son and the son of my father. Even though he sold his bechor, the rights to the firstborn, whatever whatever that included, the avod, whatever that included, he sold the bechor to Yaakov when he was in his right mind. When he was clear, it wasn't against his will, as it says, "Vayim kars b'charas Yaakov." When he sold his b'chara to Yaakov, chazu maksev bay, and yet, I mean, he was a little bit hungry, but he certainly was not forced. And it says, "By him, vayistom esav es Yaakov," and he regretted that decision, and because of that, esav hated Yaakov, and he had a vengeance and a hate for Yaakov. Uksev vayomer hachid karish mal Yaakov Yaakveni is up and he complains about the fact that Yaakov tricked him. <clears throat> so that's my, that's Asa. My son, on the other hand, who was the Bechor. Yosef didn't do anything to take the Bechor from Ruvain. This is a When Ruvain made that mistake, whatever that mistake was, when he switched the beds, was Vayishkav, right, with uh, Pilegesh Yaakov. So whatever that mistake was, whether you learn it Kipshuta, which is very difficult, or you learn it like the Gemara, which is difficult. Either way, the Bechor was taken from Ruvain and it was given to Yosef. It was given to the Yosef in the sense that Yosef now, on some level, becomes like an Av, and he himself has two Shvatim. Right? The Bechor typically is like the Av. The Bechor, the firstborn of every family, in a sense, is like the Av. First of all, the Bechor makes... The father into the into a father, right? Before the firstborn, the father is not a father. It's only because of the firstborn that the father becomes. Maral says this: the father becomes a father. The secondborn does not make him into a father; makes him into a a father again. But the bechor makes him into a father. So bechor often, yeah, right, 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 okay. right. In this sense, yes. So bechor makes it makes him into a into a father. He has a special status. So that status is given to Yosef, even though Reuben was really the bechor. Yosef is also the bechor from Rachel, but the status, the special unique status of bechor, is given to Yosef. Now he has two shvatim. And yet, even though uh, even though it was taken, uh, Yosef took it against against his will. Um, I'm not against his will. Yosef took it against Yosef's own will. He didn't. He didn't ask for it. He didn't. He didn't take it from Ruvain because Yosef wanted to. It was given to him. Nevertheless, nevertheless, sounds like that. Nevertheless, lo That's the way I'm learning the Gemara. Nevertheless, lo Ruvain did not 
hold any jealousy towards him. Not only that, but he's the one who tries to save Yosef. That's what the Gemara says. Fine. Then the Gemara says, Rus, my Rus. What about the name Rus? The reason why Rus is called Rus is because she is Zalcha that her, what is it, grandson, great-grandson, uh, is David HaMelech. Rus is from Lashon Sherivahu Bishirus Bishirus that she inundates Hashem, she pours out, I'm sorry, that David HaMelech pours out to Hashem and davens to Hashem with Shiros and Tishvachos. So that the name Rus encapsulates that concept. But the Gemara now says, Menolah. So you have, what the Gemara is telling us is that the name Ruvain is given when he was born. And yet that name represents something that's going to happen in the future. The name Rus is given when she was born apparently. You know, in the Ein Yaakov, they quote from the Midrashim, it's called the Medrash Hanelam, the hidden Medrash, they quote from the Medrash that Rus was, n- that was not her name. That was the name that she was given when she converted. She had another name. Gilius or something, some other name. It's always funny when you find out that the, the Ishe HaTanach have different names. Ebenezer says something that's quite incredible. The Moshe Rabbeinu had a different name too. I mean, it's, it's straight, you know, these Egyptian yeah, names, other names. Many, many, many names. Right, so, but, but not an Egyptian name. An Egyptian name, Munyas. Have you heard the name Munyas? Neither did I. Ebenezer says he has a Masara, that's how he, that was the name. Moshe. Moshe. Right? Whatever it was, Rus had a different name. They're all different names. Rus was the name that was given, according to this Gemara, when she was born, because it encapsulated, even if it was, she was given it when she was converted, it encapsulated something that was going to take place in the future. So that's why the Gemara says an amazing thing. The Gemara says, Minolan the Shma Garim. How do we know, from where do we know that we have a Pasuk that proves to us, that shows us that a name of a person is Goreim, their future. A name has in it, almost like the DNA is in the name. <coughs> if you take the DNA, if you take the embryo, so a scientist can tell you what color eyes this child is going to have in nine months. In ten months, now it, nothing happened yet. It has in it, it's coded in it, all the future that's going to take place. The name also has in it the future of a person. That's what the Gemara says. So she's called Rus because not only the future of this person, because in a few generations she's going to have someone called David who's going to be involved with Rus with Tishbachos. Well, how do you know such a thing? So the Gemara quotes the pasuk to heal him. Amar Lazar the Amar Kra. See, come see the workings of God who places shamos. What does the word shamos mean? Shmama, who places desolation on the earth. Look at the works of God that, that, that has created such desolation. That doesn't sound like a very positive thing. You, you have someone says, hey, let me show you something amazing work of God. He's going to show you, I don't know, something, a built up city, the Grand Canyon, something beautiful, a big mountain. Let me show you something that God made, the desolation in the earth. It's funny. So the Gemara says, this is how some of the Farshim learn, this is how the Gemara knows to darshan, not just to read Shamos, but to read something else much more positive. Shamos, Altikri Shamos, El Shamos. See that Hashem's workings are such that He creates things through people's names. Through the name of a person, 
embedded in that name is it's go rain certain things to happen. That's what the Gemara says. Menolan the Shma Garim. Menolan the Shma Garim. Menolan the Shma Garim. What does that mean? They quote, there's a big diyun, halacha lamaisa, about whether one is allowed to marry a woman who has the same name as his mother. There's another diyun, another discussion, whether one, whether one is allowed, whether a woman is allowed to marry a, a young man who has the same name as her father. Can the father-in-law and the son-in-law share the same name? Can the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law share the same name? That's a big, big discussion. What does it begin? What is, how does it begin? So, Yudah Chazid has a tzavo. Yudah Chazid lived in the 1200s. He has a tzavo. And in the tzavo, in the will, it's not clear if he wrote it only to his children, that he saw things like Kabbalah that his children should keep, or he, he's saying this to all of Am Yisrael. That's a big discussion in and of itself. That's a whole famous note of Yehuda that discusses that tzavo, Yudah Chazid. But in the tzavo, certainly, the, the Hasidim, many of them are very, very, very mocked by the tzavo. Generally speaking, the Litvisha world is not Mahmoud, generally speaking. And, uh, and, and in the Hasidish world, very often they're very, very Mahmoud. That's like one of the first questions that they'll ask. First thing they'll ask is what kind of tablecloths do you use? Shabbos. And right after that, right after that, they go straight to what's the deal with the name? Same name, we have a problem, there's no possibility of making such That's a shit. Exact name, like first huh? middle name? I thought you could ask the exact tablecloth. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's, that's a big question. We're not doing, this is not the shit today, but that's part of it. The exact name, the Tzanach Tzedek, a big chassid, right? Has a shul where he says if one has one name and one has two names, then that's not the same name. But the answer of Moshe, if they should be mocked, but he says, what's my son-in-law's name? <coughs> what is, well, he had two sons-in-law. Uh, the one was with Moshe Shizka, or was Moshe Tendler? Wow. <laughs> he says, what's, ask my son-in-law if I'm concerned about that, about that Indian. So if Moshe Tendler is not such a big shyla because what's the second name? Tendler. No, 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 no. <laughs> Baruch Hashem Rafe is here early. <laughs> Things are Moshe David, or David Moshe. He has a double name. So that's not such a Shiloh. Rav Moshe Shiskel, did, hello, did he have a second name? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. He did not have a second name. So Rav Moshe Shiskel, so that was uh, the other, the other uh, son-in-law, died very young. So he was... Um, if you, find, if you want to hear stories about Rav Moshe Shiskel, speak to Rav Hillel after the shear. He knew him uh, personally. So, and he saw him personally. He could tell you some, he told me some amazing, amazing mice. So listen to the, to, to the mice, uh, listen to the story. So in the Dvar Moshe, is one of the, um, I think he was a grandson of the Nesivas, uh, an Admar. The Nesivas had the luck that his children and grandchildren married Chasidim, married Admirim. The Nesivas was a big Misnagid, and that's what you get for being a Misnagid. <laughs> so, so his, uh, his grandson writes the Shuvah, the Dvar Moshe. So he writes, Everybody knows that if you're in such a situation and it's a good shidduch, you don't have to break the shidduch, you don't have to break the shidduch, you don't have to break it up. You can just change the name. And then he says, but never ever change the name. You're not going to change a name. You're not going to change a person's name. You can add a name. You can never change a name. Why do we add a name, not change a name? Because to change a name is changing the person's mahus. 
You never change a person's name. What you can do is you can you can add a name. So if it's if it's person's is a, so right, you can add right. a, you can add a refua, you can add a, a tova, you can add a refile. Someone is sick. So if you're in such a situation of a shidduch, you add a name, you don't change a name. And he quotes from the Arizal. I actually just went into my. Uh, I have a special uh, folder for the for my tzavar and I pulled this out of Var Moshe, where he writes. Um, um, everybody knows. Everybody knows from the Sifra, from the Svarim of the Tzaddikim. Never to change a name entirely. Even for a sick person. Person's name is his soul. It's embedded in the name. We'll have to see what this means, obviously. That's what we're going to discuss tonight. What does it mean, Shma Gorim? What does that mean? You don't change the name. The name that was given to a person, Daso, that you don't, that you never, never change. Maybe the second name is not Mechayuso, and it can be a, actually, it can be a Sakana to change a name. Therefore, what we do is Rak Mosif and Ode Shem Chadosh. Even though we said before that a double name is not the same as a single name, but that's what we do. We never change the name, you edit it. Fine. Why? Shma Gorim. How do you do it? Huh? You don't think you have to have a special uh, edus? Yeah. You, you, there's a, in the center, the big center. It's not enough to make a bracha. You, yeah, there's a there's a there's a formula that you say, and that's it. You don't have to register it with the uh, with, 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 with the with the town. There's a there's a formula. There's a formula. It's a formula. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. You change the name. You add a name. There's a name. There's a formula. There's a name. There's a formula. I don't know who put it together. A button put it together a few hundred years ago. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's what you do. When a person is sick, so the mother should know, know who he was. No, no, you change the name. You change the name. You add the name. In Aristotle, I know Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky is very toxic with Shidduchim, that the names match. I don't know how he decides whether or not they match. Or that match, they don't mean that the same, that no. they should be. No, no, something no. that he sees. Right, right. Compatible. Yeah, all the Makuba, oh, the, the, the compa- compatible. Yeah. How much is the check you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can always rely on Lenny's cynicism. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I've been admonished. Better you than me. As long as you stay, the better chance there is. I want to share something with you I think is very special now. I think it's very special. If you look at the <laughs> at the psukim in, in Os five in the fifth Mar Makom, this hit me a, a week or two ago when I was thinking about this uh, yisod of Shema Garim, and I think there's something here. You know, Remember that story just a few weeks ago. Right. So it's Parshas by Yishlach. Yaakov's left alone, and there's a man wrestling with him. Adalosashachar. And he saw that he was unable to overtake him. So he hits him in the leg and he's limping. Fine. Gotta send me, right? Who was he wrestling with? Everybody know. Who was he wrestling with? Right, so that was my drasha. <laughs> I gave a drasha. He's wrestling with himself. What does Chazal, what does Chazal say? Which might also be. So I was wrestling with a maloch. So what is the, what is the, what is the, 
Psukim says, read it carefully, and he says to him, the Malach says to Yaakov, what does he ask him? Ma Shmecha. What's your name? Yaakov, he says, my name's Yaakov. So he says to him, your name's not going to be Yaakov anymore, your name is going to be Yisrael. Lo Yaakov, Yermot, Shmecha, ki im Yisrael. So what does Yaakov then ask the Malach? So what's your name? What's your name? What does the Malach say back? Why are you asking me my name? I mean, listen. One second. You asked me my name, and I gave it to you. I asked you your name, and you respond, what do I need to know? Why are you asking me my name? Listen, (laughs) (laughs) you're from New York. But even in New York, you don't have to give someone your name. But if, if, if he gives you, if you ask him, give you your name, that, that disrespectful, I mean, you, that, you, 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 have, to, you have to mom have to be from the Bronx. I mean, you can't be from the Bronx. It's not in the Bronx. It's not He was Ace of Angels, so he's not fine. That's his response. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to play, you have to play the game. If you say that, so he says to him, Lama Zet Tishal Shmei, what are you asking me my name? But if you say it's Yaakov struggling with fine, himself, fine, fine, then he's fine. telling himself, why are you asking fine, me what fine. your name is? Okay. My name is, right. I am you. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Look what, but look what, look what Rashi says. We're gonna look at Rashi. Rashi says, why are you asking me my name? Remember what Rashi says? Ain Lanu Shem Kabua. Why, why don't you know I'm a Malach? Don't you know that I don't have a name? In other words, my name is always changing. My name is always changing. Depending upon what I need to do. My, I, 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 Malach is sent for one Shlichus, whatever that means. But depending upon what my Shlichus is, my name's gonna change. That's what he says. We're always changing names based on the shlichus that we have right now. So it comes out, it comes out, that the difference between a malach and a person is that a malach, we see from the Pesachim, it's almost clear, that a malach does not have a set name. But a human being has a set name. And that name is the name that you have. And that's the name that you can rely on. That's with, a mouth does not have a shame kavua, and a person has a shame kavua. So what does it mean to have, not only do we have a name, not only is the name Garim, it's, it's embedded in the name is what could even take place in our future, but, but more than that is that it's a shame kavua. It's a name that we have, that's there, that stays. And therefore, if someone asks us, what is your name? We can respond with our name. As unlike a malach who can't give a response to that. He can't say, I don't have, I, I, I don't know, it depends. Today you'll ask me my name, tomorrow I'll have to give you a different name. By a person, you'll be able to say what your name is now and forever. That's what the difference is between a malach and a person. What does it mean that the name is gorim? What does it mean that it's a shame kavua? You have a makum kavua? Here's a shame kavua. So there is a safer written by the Chaim Vital called Shahar Gilgulim. Now, last time I, we talked for a moment in the Shir. I mean, it was probably 30 seconds. We talked about the Gilgul. And the next morning, ooh, the Chavra was like, what's with the Gilgulim? You know, do we even believe in Gilgulim? So we're not going to talk about Gilgulim. We're just going to look in the safer. 
Shahak Yom Gulli. And the other question is that we have to try to answer is that the Pusik that tells us that the shame is Gorim is the Pusik that rereads a word. Lechu chazim mefalos Hashem asher some shamos ba'aretz al tikre shamos el shamos. So you see, you have one word. Either it means destruction or desolation, or it means a name. It sounds like they're opposites. It's not just don't read it this way, read it that way. It sounds like either it's read b'derech shmama. Hashem puts desolation. There's a possibility of desolation, of emptiness, of destruction. There's a possibility of a name, a name kavua. Shalakov Gulam writes something that's very, very, very big. Everybody has a name. Everybody has a name, the name that they're given at birth. The Medrash writes, in Tan, the Medrash Tanchum and Vayakil, it's quoted all over the place in number three. I know I just told you to go to number six. Let's go back to number three. <clears throat> this is the Medrash says every person has three names. One name given to him, father and mother. One name given to him by B'nai Adam, by his friends, by the people. And one name that he is Kona for himself. And that's the most important name. Tov Mikulan is not the name your parents gave you, not the name your friends call you, but the name that you develop yourself. You're all familiar with a Pasuk, very difficult Pasuk to understand. Pasuk the number 8, we have it in the Maramakomos. Tov Shem, Mishem and Tov. Good is in, a good name is better, that's what it sounds like saying, a good name is better than good oil. A good name is better than good oil. And the day of death is better than the day of birth. Now, you want to talk depressing? Let's talk, let's talk depressing. What does that mean? The day of death is better than the day of birth? Well, he also says better not, right? to, a, better not right? to have been born at all. Right. Also. But Yom Mavis Mom Yom Mavis What does that mean? And more importantly for our shir, what do the two things have to do with each other? Tov Shem Yishem and Tov. The Yom HaMavis, it's not just, you know, we have to, it's a short pasuk, we have to add something else. There's obviously a connection. Tov Shem Yishem and Tov. Now, if you're going to ask me, Shem and Tov is nice, good oil. I would have said Tov Shem, a, a name, a good name is better than, why Shem and Tov? What about Yayin Tov? What about, what about, a good milkshake. It has Mishnah Shem. Shem and Shem. Same, it's, it's similar. Similar letters. The Mishnah Nova says, Shlosh Saramheim is also a very important Mishnah. Shlosh Saramheim. There are three crowns. Kesa Torah, Kesa Kahuna, Kesa Malchus. That's three crowns. Listen to the Mishnah. This is Jay just quoted. Shlosh Saramheim. Kesa Torah, Kesa Kahuna, Kesa Malchus. How many is that? Three. Then the Mishnah says, the Kesar Shem Tov, Olal Gabayim. And the Kesar Shem Tov is above all of them, which means how many Shemos are there? Four. 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 What does the Mishnah say? Three. Three. Shloshik Saramim. Either there's three or four. Kolo. Okay. We often have a three-four relationship. We have Gimel Dalad Mishmaros. We have three of us, we have four of us, right? We have a lot of this three-four. There was supposed to be four of us, right? Okay, four. So, What's what's this idea of tov shame dafka mi shem and tov? Jason points out there's a link between the word shame and the word shem. What is the yisod of that link? So the Ruchaim Vital and Shalat Gulam writes as follows. Again, we're going to answer these, try to give a mahalach in a few minutes. Let's just understand what Ruchaim Vital says from the Arizal. It's very, very important. It's a yisod in growth in life. This is a yisod of life right here. The Arizal writes, 
Look at this fourth line. The same way every person has a shame, tov, there's also something called a shame, ra. Now we could almost say, we were learning Tanya, could almost say that inside each person is two parts. There's a nefesh, a little kiss, which is a nefesh, the part of the person that draws him to goodliness, to godliness, to Torah, to mitzvahs, to chesed, to doing the right thing, to morality. And then there's a nefesh of Bahamas, which pulls a person in the other direction, towards the klipas, towards ra, towards being stingy, towards averus, towards midos ros. We mentioned many times when we were learning Tanya, that if a person is being pulled in both directions, he should not feel bad, he should feel good. It means he's normal. If there was only one soul, then a person is a schizophrenic when he's being pulled in both directions. A person has a good davening, the moment after davening, he starts having negative thoughts, he starts having bad thoughts. The person can ask himself, what was my davening worth? If I'm already having thoughts that are, that are very unholy. So the answer is, if you only have one soul, then you have a problem. It's one soul, mamash confused. By the way, that is exactly why Rivka was upset. Rivka comes and says, what's going on here? I've, I've, I'm being pulled in, towards towards the Beis HaKnesis, and I'm being pulled towards the Beis HaVadazara. So, I, I, what's this all about? This is crazy. I'm going to have one child, who, in other words, one soul, there's one soul inside of me, that it can't make up its mind. And the answer was, no, no, everybody has two souls. And therefore, there is nothing wrong, and it's actually very, not just healthy, not that I mean, we try to fight it, but it's actually normal and natural to be able to daven well, daven strong, do a mitzvah, and then at the same time from the other soul, from the other nefesh, to also be wanting to do an avera, and they're both happening at the same time. It's not schizophrenia. It's uh, it's Siamese twins. It's a different story. Or at least it's, it's uh, in a sense, identical twins, but two, two opposite sides. Not so identical. Identical in the sense that they live in the same world. So Rizal writes, the same way each person has a unique name, we're going to say how the name is unique, every single person has a unique name, Lara. And this is a, a line which hit me when he writes, Ki yetzir The Yetzir of one person, Eino ke'ein ha-Yetzir shel ho-ish ha-acher. It's not like the Yetzir of another person. This is, every person has a... Every person, we're all different in many ways. The Yetzirah of Reuven is a different Yetzirah than Shem. You know, you see a person doing something, you know, but what, I don't understand. If you're going to do an Avera, do an Avera, but that, what's that, what's not, you know. I don't understand because it's not my Yetzirah. You can't judge a person you see that Yetzirah and say, okay, I have my Yetzirah. My Yetzirahs I understand. My Yetzirahs are real Yetzirahs. But that Yetzirah, it's not as easy. What, what are you, why is that, why is that difficult for you? He looks at me and says, that's a Yetzirah? I never have a, I never have a, a, a Yetzirah for that. I say, you know, you know, the, so. The, the Melech Menashe said that if you lived in my time, you, right, right, right. But look at the line. Ki a Yetzirah Shabish Hazer. Every person has a result. Every person has their own unique Yetzirah. 
feel good about that. I'm unique. I have my own yates, my own unique yetsuhara in some way. Moshe Rabbeinu, the point is out the Me'ashiloach in Parshas Vayelech. I heard about this Me'ashiloach probably 20 years ago. Where Vayelech, it's the, all the Mepharshim want to know. Vayelech, it says Vayelech Moshe, my Bar Mitzvah Parsha. Vayelech Moshe, 30 Pesukim. The whole Parsha. <laughs> I had need some also. It's 40 Pesukim. So even so, it wasn't. The whole thing was 70 Pesukim. Vayelech Moshe, Vayedabras Esadvaram Ha'ela Al Yisrael. Moshe went. It doesn't say where he went. No one knows where he went. He went. The last day of his life. Right? So he went. But where did he go? No one knows where he doesn't say where he went. So everybody's trying to figure out. All the Mepharshim have different perushim in terms of where did Moshe go. So in the Me'ashi Loach, in number seven, he writes as follows. Vayelech sometimes means he went in his own mind. Possible for a person to go in your own mind. When a person is upset or anxious, and unsure, and he's besuffic, he's, he's, something's bothering him, that's about Yelach. A person can go further in five minutes when he's nervous, than he can go in, in ten years when he's calm. A person's nervous. All the things that can happen when you're nervous, in your own mind, this is gonna happen, and there's gonna be a war, I'm gonna be thrown out, I'm not gonna be able to pay the mortgage, but at my house, I'm gonna be homeless, I'm gonna be living in a, in a, in a, you know, so many things can happen in, in five minutes of a Yelach Moshe. Worst right? case scenario. <laughs> 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 I was relying on Ed for his bikis. I told you it wouldn't take long. Can you make me choke? Does that mean any time sense by Yelach? Could be. Also, it also means Lech Lechomayarzacha. But look at the Lashon of the Me'ashi Loach, and why was Moshe nervous on the last day of his life? What's he has to be, what do he have to be nervous about? When, you know, when the Vulnagom was crying on the day on his deathbed, they were, they were asking him, what do you have to be nervous about? So what's Moshe, what's he nervous about? So look at the, look at the Me'ashi Loach writes. Vayelach Moshe, halichi Lashon Tirda. The halich is a Lashon of Tirda. Lashon of, 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 of being bothered. He was bothered. What was bothering him? What was bothering Moshe? It was bothering him as follows. Number seven. How is it? This was what was bothering him. Every person has a challenge in their lives. Every person has a name. A shame kavua. The Arizal and the Me'ashilawach is saying, not just a shame kavua letov, but it's also a shame kavua that's a challenge. And that shame kavua is something that is with a person all the time. There's a certain Indian, a certain thing, you know, a certain Yetzirah, a certain... And I've been working on this for 25 years, and I'm still... Like, you would think we'd make some progress there, and it's still it's still in there. You know why it's in there? Miyom <clears> hivoldo. <throat> From the day that you were born, you had that. Now, whether this means it's in the genes, or something you brought up with when you were young, whatever it is, there's some type of... Sometimes everybody has Averas and Yetzirahs, but they don't necessarily define a person's Yetzirahs. There's, there's one area where a person has often or always been struggling with and maybe will continue to struggle with. And, and, and Moshe Rabbeinu wants to know, is it really possible to fix that? Sure, it's possible to fix something that you picked up, a bad habit that you picked up. But is it possible to fix something that's really embedded? That's really a, That's really... 
you know, listen, if, if I have this Yetzirah for 20 years, am I really, is, is anything really going to change now? That's what he, that was, at the day of his death, that's his body of Moshe. Uh, and then he says, which we're not going to go into, we have to read the whole Mashiach, he says, and Moshe Rabbeinu finally felt comfortable when he heard about Parshas Hakel. Parshas Hakel, Parshas Vayelech, Parshas Hakel, Parshas Hakel taught Moshe, somehow, through Parshas Hakel, taught Moshe, a person can even fix that. Even the, even the challenge that is really, never really been able to fully get out of the system, Moshe Rabbeinu learns you can fix that too. Through Hakel, because Hakel, all the little children come, everybody has to come, even the, the children who have, the, they didn't do anything to even have that challenge. What, what did they do? They didn't deserve it. No, so the, so that's, again, we'll, we'll, when we get to Hakel, we'll discuss that. But that's, but what was bothering Moshe is, can you really fix that, your own personal challenge, your own personal Yetzirah? <clears throat> Are we saying that Moshe had that until the last day? It sounds like that. It sounds like. It could be, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It sounds like that. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like he was concerned. Is it really possible for, or is it really possible for a, a regular person, a standard person, for a common man to fix that? I'm not sure. He was also being punished, so he huh? might be wondering. Also. What was he being punished the last day? What do you mean? He didn't no, go to Israel. He wasn't allowed into Israel. Right. Okay. So he, okay. you know, he has well, that weighing on him. Right. Right. Okay. You know, they say that the Chofetz Chaim said about himself he had a bad temper. That's well known. That he said that he told people about himself he had a bad temper. He says, I worked, I worked, I worked. I think I heard the same thing from Rav Moshe. It's hard to believe. For the people that had met Rav Moshe that I know is the softest person. But they say that I, for sure the Chafetz Chaim, a bad temper. Naturally a bad temper. So I want to show you in the Shah HaGagulam on the first column about five lines up from the first column in number six. The Nimtza, the Nimtza, it's about six lines up. The Nimtza, Shekol Adam Yeshlo Shnei Shemos. Every person has two names. Echad mitzara kedusha ve'echad mitzara klipa. Ve'inei im ha'adam be'yos be'chaim ha'yos be'lamazeh ha'yochal ha'hasig uladas ma shema klipa hi asher bo. That is the key. A person has to identify what is his name. He has to identify the shame tov and he has to identify the shame ra. Person has to know this is my challenge. How do you know what it is? The thing that keeps coming back and you haven't fixed yet, that's the challenge. The thing that, you know, the small stuff is easy. You know, that you can fix. But the stuff that, you know, I remember, it, I, I've been working on this for years. That's the shame. The person has to identify it. If you don't identify it, then uh, you don't know where you're going. If you can identify the weakness or the challenge, then you have a chance of really fixing that. Of really fixing that. He says, Person knows where he has weak, where he's weak. Then he can fix it. Then he can fix it. Then he can fix it. And he can fix it easily. To know a person's name is more important on the day of his death. The day of his death is better than the day of his birth because by the day by the day of one's death, at the end of one's life, it's possible to fix that part. To fix that name, or in a sense, to only end up with one name and not the other name. The person has two names. We can, in a sense, make small of the shame of the klipa and make big of the name of the tzadakadusha. Fine, fine. I want to show you something interesting. 
There's a person that exists in our parsha. Her name is Serach. Who is Serach again? Serach Bas Asher. Serach Bas Asher. She let Yaakov know what? Serach Bas Asher. In Bamidbar, in, in the 10th Maramakam, the Pasuk says, the shame Bas Asher Serach. It doesn't say that by any other person where it tells you, introduction, the name of this person, her name was Sarah. V'shem, V'shem Bas Asher, Sarah. Jay just told us, who was Sarah? Sarah had this tremendous kayach to reveal that which was hidden. That's what Sarah did. Which was what? To reveal... That which was hidden. 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 Oh. You have the same example? Yes. We look at the Medrash. Turn the page. In Perkut of Elazar. <clears throat> the Sod of the Geula. The Sod, the secret of the Geula. How are the Jews going to know when it's time to leave Mitzrayim. Because someone's going to get up and say, I'm taking you out of Mitzrayim. He's a false Messiah. How do we know when we have the real guy? How are we going to know when the real Mashiach comes? How are we going to know? How will we know? We have, we've had 50 false Messiahs. One or two big ones, and many small ones. I think it'll be evidence. Huh? That's what they said with uh, Shabtai Tzvi. You know, there's someone in the, in the shul, his, his name is Amir ben Shabtai I think this is mayor. And then the Gabbai keeps calling him up because Amir ben Shabtai Tzvi. So he's like, not again. <laughs> we have to work on that. We have to work on that. Not this Gabbai. One of the other... Not this Gabbai. Not this Gabbai. There's many Gabbai. There's many Gabbai. I've heard it uh, once and I oh, I heard it almost a second time. <laughs> so the, how do we get to so, so in the Mitzrayim they knew who the man was going to be. When the person came and said... When a person is going to use the Lashem, Pekida, when a person says, I'm not going to just be Zohar you, I'm not going to be Motzi you, I'm going to be, Hashem has been puckled you. Oh, when you use that term, then you're good. So what's of course the question on that? Why doesn't anybody want to? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> the code is <laughs> the code If you and I know it. So how, what does it mean? Of course we have to ask what it means, right? But first let's read the Medrash. So the Sagula, So it was a secret. It was given to Avram. Avram gave it to Yitzchak. Yitzchak gave it to Yaakov. Yaakov gave it to Yosef. As it says, Velokim pakod yifkod eschem. Yosef beno maser saragula lachim. Amalem pakod yifkod lachim eschem. So they have this term pekida. We learn pekida is going to be used. Avram gives it to Yitzchak, to Yaakov, to Yosef, to the brothers. Listen to this. Asher gives over the secret to Sarah. Sarah the door. Asher Sarah Bito. So now Moshe and Aaron come and they say, We're taking you out. We're, we're, we're the ones. Bo Moshe the Aaron, it's a Zikne Yisrael, we also have Osus Lay Nahem, and they start doing all these tricks. And you know, the, the Saras and the, and, the, and the blood and the snakes and the whole business. The Jews are excited, but they're not impressed yet. They have to hear the magic word. 
So they come to Serach, right? And they say, this is it's good stuff, right? Isn't this a proof? She says, nothing. Anybody can do tricks. So Amalu, they say to Serach, but they said this following words. They told us to tell you these words. This is supposed to mean something. We don't know what it means, but something means something. Ooh. She says to them, that's our man. That's our man. I heard from my Abba. Immediately they believed in Moshe and Aaron, they believed in God, and they were taken out of Egypt. Because of this one woman. Because of Serach she reveals the she reveals the term Pekida. Right. But we don't accept a woman's testimony today. How did they accept her her saying that then? I'm sorry, I'm being too cynical. No, it's actually a very good question. That's a very good, that's a very good question. It's not testimony. It's not Adis. That's a din in Besden. That's a din in Besden. We wouldn't accept a din in Besden then either. This is a din. If a woman gets up, like Hannah or Golda Meir, and says, this is the, the direction that we're going, and the direction we're going in. In the Besden, there's a special halacha. The Ritva says, to require that a woman get up in front of a Besden, that's, that's for, for, because of her covered, that's why she's not accepted as testimony. That's one reason given why we don't accept the woman's testimony in bed. But she could be a shofet. She just can't be a testimony. Right, shofet. She is a shofet. You're asking about a Tosus and Gittin and Sanhedrin, whether a woman can be a Dayan. That's a whole shot with a woman can be a Dayan. Let's, uh, but not an aide. A Dayan maybe, an aide no. Right? An aide's for sure not. Everybody agrees an aide not. A Dayan's a Machlokas Rishonim. Fine. So you see that Serach is the one to reveal the secret. Now, you, you're asking a good question, but, but, how, but anybody could have known the code. What does Pekida mean? So he once explained that Rav Tzadik HaKohen has a sefer called Pokade HaKohen. It's a whole sefer focused on the term Pekida. And he explained that the term Pekida means, it's a very unique type of term. It's not, it says Vashem Pokaret Sarah. Why Lashem Pekida? Pekida means as follows. Not that Hashem is going to remember you and do something special that's out of the ordinary. Hashem is going to remember you in such a way and bring things back to the way they're supposed to be. Pekida means, and that's why the Lashem of Pekida always refers to when a woman gives birth, when a woman who's barren gives birth. So the Lashem of Pekida is used because a woman, by definition, is supposed to give birth. That is the way that things are supposed to be. That's natural. And that's why you find Chana, when it comes to things that are natural, she's talking with, I would say, a little bit of chutzpah towards HaKadosh Baruch. You don't find that you can talk with chutzpah. By Chana, she gets up, she says, you have to give me a son. You made me a woman. A woman's supposed to have children. So how can you not give me children? If you don't, I'll become a sultan. I'll go into the room. And then you'll have to give me children. Me. So I go, you know, she's actually like a chutz. Why? Because when it comes to things that are nat- supposed to be natural, that you can almost, you don't like to use the word God forbid, demand. You could say it in a Lushan, that's, Hashem, you made the world, <clears throat> I'm not asking you for a million dollars. I'm asking you for a Parnassa. A million dollars you have to beg. But a Parnassa, Hashem, I, 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 how can I not have a Parnassa? That's, that's what Pekida means. 
<laughs> but when they heard the term Pekidah, when someone came up and said, you don't understand the Jewish people, there's a destiny here. This is not the way things are supposed to be. We're going to bring things back to its natural state and describe what the state of the Jewish people are. And that's what they told the Jewish people. And they said, that's what they told Sarah. Sarah says, ah, that's what we're looking for. No one else is able to say that. I'm going to come, do miracles, take you out. Sarah's not impressed. She says, I'm going to show you that this is the destiny of the Jewish people, and it's the way that things are always supposed to be. We're not supposed to be slaves, we're supposed to be servants to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. She, she reveals that secret to Klaisro because of her, the going out of Mitzrayim. The second thing that she reveals, she's not, she's not just the only secret, right? What else the secret that she revealed? The Medrash tells us, Atzmas Yosef. Right? Moshe Rabbein was running around. Where is Atzmos Yosef? Where, we, we promised we have to bring Yosef out of Mitzrayim. Who, who knows the secret? Sarah must have been a very, very old woman at the time. A very long life. She was four or five hundred years old. Right? So she's going back to the way things were before Noah, when things were, when, when the people were that old. There's only a few people that lived that long at that point in history. Where is, who's gonna know? Sarah says, hey, let me show you. Tells Moshe, she shows Moshe. She's revealing the secret. Look at the Mechilt of the Rabbi Shmuel. He got Moshe, Moshe, how did Moshe know where it was? How did he know where Yosef was buried? Omru Sarach Bas Asher Nishtarim. Sarach was, she was, she was from that, everybody else was, was not there, everybody else had died. She was left, she was from the Shavu's plate of that generation. He her Esalam Moshe Kever Yosef. She showed Moshe Kever Yosef. Amrulo, she said to him, They put him, they put him in the Nile River in a, in a, in a, in a, in a metal, in a metal box, and then they got him up from the Nile, however they got him up. She reveals the secret. Sarah Basasha reveals the secret. That's what's happening. So now, look at the Benish Chai. The Benish Chai tells us, the reason why Serach Basasher is one of those few people, and there's a handful of people in the history of the world that we can say, Lo Mesa. Elio Hanavi is one, Serach Basasher is one, Lo Mesa. Look at the, look at the Lashon of the Otsras Chaim, Benish Chai. I think it's just Likutim from all the different, or from many of the Torahs that Benish Chai wrote. Hine yadua ki serach bas asher lo mesa el nichnesa lechayim leganeiden. About four lines up. Nimsa lo haya leserach bas asher shnei shemos kishar bnei adam. Serach Bas Asher had reached her potential, had reached her matara, had reached her purpose in this world, that she did not have two names anymore. Kim Rak Hayal Hashem Echad Shehu Serach, Shezeh Hashem Hu Shel Hanishama Shalah, Kmo Shabir Rabbeinu Harizal. The reason why he says the shame Bas Asher Serach is to tell you that was her only name. That was her only name. There was no longer the name that was given to her, that challenge, that issue, whatever it was, in her particular case, she had reached her full potential, which was the person who was able to reveal the secret. Reveal secrets. The biggest secret, of Cook writes, the biggest secret, the biggest secret that a person can know is his own name. That is the secret. The secret of the world is to know, your, to, what does it mean to know your own name? 
what does the Mesilas Hashar begin his Sefer with? Mahu Chovas Ha'adam Ba'olamah. What is my name? Rav Kook writes in Oras HaKodesh, a person nowadays, he's writing in the 1920s, 1930s, a person, people know all the names, but they forgot the wrong name. I know the name of the CEO of Apple, and I know the name of the head of the Dow Jones, and I know the name of the person who's, who's, who gives me my sushi at the store, and I know the name of the, of the rabbi, and I know the name of the, of the person who sits next to me, and the one name that I forgot, Rav Kook writes, is my own name. The spiritual world, a person first has to build within himself. This is number two in the Oras HaKodesh. Kol Merkaz Hataru Hu HaPosik Shal Shmo HaProti. A person, the idea of a person's purpose in the world is to develop and to live up to their own name, their own potential. But it's not a real name. It's just an idea. Well, you're going to say, well, it's, it's, but then, uh, let's say, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's both. I want you to read the line together. And a person's attention is so confused. That he lost his center point. He knows many different names. He knows all the names of all the things. He knows all the, all the important things of the world. But he forgot his own name. His own purpose. His own direction. Whether a person is supposed to look at their own God-given name, their own Loshon HaKodesh name and say, what does that name tell me about my potential? The reason why the Gemara says, Shamos Shemos, Shamos Shemos, Chuchaz and Flaz Hashem, Asher Asam Shamos Baritz, Shamos El Shemos. You know what it means as follows. Look at the workings of Hashem, that there's Shamos in the world. Shamos means, there is no greater desolation, there is no greater destruction, there is no greater Rachmanus than someone who does not live up to their name, that doesn't follow their potential, that doesn't figure out what it is that they are supposed to be doing. And they just they just get through it, and then at the end, uh, they're not sure, you know, what, what they did. That is a big... So that's what the Gemara says. Altic Shamos. Don't read it, Shamos. Make sure that... Don't read it that it ends up in desolation. Read it, Shamos. Altic Shamos. Don't read it like that. Take me, Shamos. Make sure that you end up with a name, not with... Not with, not with a shmama. Not with, yeah. it always scares me. It actually scares me. I, I don't know why I think about this, but it scares me to think about someone who is really at the end, who really did not work on themselves at all. That's, it's, it's petrifying to think that, what is a person thinking at the end if he hasn't done anything? Hasn't really worked on one's, you know, I don't know. Like, what do you, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just, it scares me. It. Right. It's, it's, maybe it scares me to think like, what, I wonder, and the person thinks about it, it's like, uh oh, <laughs> wow, that's, that you can't let, he says, no, I'm just saying, yeah, but, <laughs> so that's what the Gemara is saying, Altikri Shamos. Make sure it's not Shamos. Make sure it's Shamos. Make sure it's Shamos. The Rabiza the, the writes, there's a challenge that's unique. It's a Yetzirah that's unique, and that's why we can't judge, no one can judge the other person. Because we don't know, uh, we don't know what's going on. I don't know what that, I don't know what it is to have that Yetzirah. And maybe they don't know what it is to have my Yetzirah. 
Who am I to judge? And then on the other hand, on the Shem Tov, that's also Shema Prati, it's also absolutely unique. A unique name that no one else has. A unique purpose, a unique, a unique, a unique addition that that person can add, big or small to the world, that no one else is going to be able to add. You know, we liked Hanukkah candles the last eight days. I guess we can say it's still sort of, you know. It's Ruchag. It's Ruchag. So, by the, by the Chesidim, we do this also. So I guess I'm a Shtekel Chassid. Uh, it's brought down that you put some water into the, into the menorah, and then you put oil on top of it. Anybody have that minhag also? First of all, if you only have one bottle of oil, it helps out. <laughs> That's number one. It makes it easier to light. Right. So, and number two, what's what's the what's the what's the hezra? What's the svara? Tov shame mi shemen tov. I like I like milkshakes better than oil. Soda, absolutely. Um, wine, oil. I mean, tov shame. Why shemen tov? It's compa- shem is always shemen. What happens with shemen? You Rises. put it with oil, Rises. Rises. It separates. It's different. It's unique. It stands up by itself. Tov shem mi shemen tov means, you know what a good name is? You want to know what it is to have a good name? Tov shem, a good name, is learned out mi shemen tov. Good oil Separates. I'm not going to follow just because everybody else is doing it. Because everybody's doing this wrong, I'm not going to do it. And just because everyone's doing it right, I'm not necessarily going to do it. I got to do what's right and the best thing for my own growth. And I have to figure that out. The only way to figure that out is to know your own name. Know your own name, Latov, the potential that God gave you. In that name, you know, this psukim that you're supposed to read in your own name. You're supposed to know those psukim. You're supposed to know them by heart. Not just, not, just, not just supposed to say them. It says, remember your name at the end. Let me remember your name. Remember to be able to say, this was my name and I lived up to it. <laughs> remember your name and you lived up to it. And you have to remember both names. Tov shem mishem and tov davka. And yom hamoves miyom hivaldo means as follows. At the end of it all, yom hamoves, after we've developed and worked and tried to develop, have our own unique addition, our unique contribution to the world, the Jewish people, to the shul, to my family, my own unique place that no one else can have, that's dafka yom hamoves. That's not, that's not, that's a life in progress. It's only at the end where we're going to have the full picture. That's tov, that's mishem and tov. The same way the oil rises and it's separate and it's unique and it's special and it doesn't mix with the rest. That's why it's dafka tov shame. Tov shem, uh, tov shem, yishem, and tov. So it's fundamental that a person, as as Moshe Rabbeinu said, Vayelach Moshe, as difficult as it is and, and surprising as it is, is it really ever possible to really do the work necessary to fix those challenges, to fix that Yetzirah? My own personal, unique Yetzirah that God gave me. Thank you, Hashem. Is it possible to... But you know what's interesting? I, I found if a person's on this path... Every, a challenge, as difficult as it is, is absolutely exciting. It's exciting. Because it's just another step in developing the name. It's another step in developing the person. So it's difficult. I don't want it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't sign up for it. But once it's here, it's like, okay, it's a challenge. Let's, let's, let's go for it. Let's go into it. Let's pull, take the bull by the horns 
and use that as an ability to make my name, to make my contribution. So Bezras Hashem, that's what Shmogara means. Shmogara means a person looks at his own, really his own name, and sees what what does this mean? What is what does this mean? What does this mean for me? How does this describe my potential? Altikreshamos, don't let it just become desolate and waste away. Elashamos, read it as a name so that it becomes who you are. A malach, malach is no name. This, that, a person is a shame kavua. That means you can have a goal and it's the same goal for the rest of your life. Rest of your life. It's one goal, rest of your life. That's exciting. Every day is another step towards the goal. It's mamish exciting. With Hashem's help, we'll, um, we'll continue to grow together to reach our own unique, uh, potential. We have to understand double the Our the difference between a and a malach is we're holchim their own dim. Right. Yet we have a shame kavua, and they don't. That's an excellent. That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. Right. We'll get back to it. Okay.